Philanthropy is all about giving to causes that matter to you the most, and by doing so, making a difference in the lives of others. But is this an activity that is reserved just for the super wealthy? Or is it possible for the average person to become a philanthropist? What cause tugs at your heart that you wish you could provide funding for? Is there a way, right now, to live your dream with purpose? These are the glaring questions this podcast will explore as we meet everyday people who are stepping up to begin living their philanthropic lifestyle. We'll hear about their cause, why it's important to them, as well as their vision for the future. So let's get inspired, motivated, and learn how we can step into the dream of living our best life with purpose. My name is Nancy Landa. Welcome to Cause Talk Radio. My guest on today's show is Ms. Patty Moore. Patty is sought after for her insight about policies, projects, rules, plans, or health and wellness topics. She generally enjoys assisting others. Even her close family and friends frequently seek her guidance. She builds partnerships and friendships one by one. Patty's a proud mom, grandmother of three, and recently became a great-grandmother. She hails from Hawaii. Welcome to the show, Patty. Thank you, Nancy. It's great to be here. So, Patty, what was life like for you growing up as a young child? It was really a nice growing up moment for me. My parents were very loving, very caring. I have fond memories of of these beautiful Christmas trees that my mother used to decorate for us yeah. with the icicles and everything. Oh, my gosh. It was and tons of Christmas gifts under the tree. <laughs> Now, were you an only child or did you have siblings? I had two other younger sisters. I was the oldest. Okay. Okay. So who would you say had the biggest influence on you as a kid and why? It would be my my dad. My dad was the biggest influence. He was very mentoring. Uh, Math. Math was always my favorite when I was going to school and he was my math whiz and I used to love going to dad and getting his advice and everything you know he was very supportive of my education I grew up thinking that he wanted me to be his Miss America (laughs) (laughs) I don't know maybe all parents think their children are that great but I did I did. He put me, he let me go to modeling school and everything like that. And it was really nice. I enjoyed it. But to be honest, Nancy, I was only five feet three. And (laughs) my goal was to be a runway model. And if you know, if you watch TV, you know that (laughs) those models are very tall women. Yes. (laughs) Yes, they are. I wasn't. So unfortunately, I never made it in the modeling world, but I did learn a lot of things along the way. Well, I'm sure it did. I mean, that education goes a long ways, um, not just to be a model, but there's a lot of discipline involved in in that, isn't there? Yes. Uh, Makeup, I had to learn all that and how to to sit, you know, and all those fun things. Right. my dad did not was not very keen on the makeup part. I so I wore makeup back then ever. <laughs> now what did your dad do for a living? He's now deceased, but he was uh, a naval officer, chief oh, petty okay. officer. Mm-hmm. Oh, chief petty officer, okay. Yep. Cool. And we traveled all over. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's awesome. So when you were a teenager, what did you want to do with your life? I had dreams of being a business owner. Really? What kind mm-hmm. of business? Well, to be honest, it was in the area of customer service. I wanted to teach people how to get a job interview. And I was, th- I always kept thinking about that. And then, of course, you know, you, when you're growing up, you get your, your regular nine to five jobs. You know, my first job was, where was it? It was in a, um, a drive-in, <laughs> ah. <laughs> but it was a start. Right. Right. So what have you done for a living? Have you done many different things or have you stuck with kind of one, one area of expertise? I ended up in the health, uh, health and wellness area. I okay. became an owner of two franchises, fitness fan franchises here in Hawaii. Oh, cool. Yeah, it, it was really, it was so fun. I had finally figured out I found my niche. Yeah. You know, I wanted to help women and and men if needed. You know, it was it was a um, a curves. You might have heard of it. Yes. I'm not say. So I did own two of them here in Hawaii. And it was so it wasn't just fun. It was the satisfaction I got of being able to help people realize their own potential when it came to trying to be healthy on their own. Right. You know, we all have images of, of what we got to do the diet thing and we got to do this and all this, you know, and I used to love coaching women in that area just to reassure them that when they're, when it, when the days get tough, it's okay. You know, when you fall off the diet wagon, that's okay too. (laughs) Yeah, but I really, I just realized that helping people was where I belonged. Yeah, helping others, and I volunteer. I was a volunteer for the Hawaii Air National Guard. I helped, and I was really proud of this. I helped the key person for this family support group that we had formed. We we worked together to work, and also worked with the general to put together a mobilization plan that would help the families. You know, when the men get pulled away, right. you know, then what is the, what's the family's going to do? How can, you know, they're going to panic. How, how can we help them? And I did that for five years, Nancy, and I loved every minute of it. Oh, that's amazing. Well, Patty, let's talk about your cause, a mother's mm-hmm. will to survive. Your mm-hmm. cause is based on your own life's experiences. In other words, this is your story and your will to survive some horrific times in your life. Mm-hmm. When did it start for you? It started in 1974. Yep. 1974. Wow. What happened in 1974? I had to get married. You know, I had parents that did not believe in unwed mothers when they get pregnant. And so I got married. And um, up until the time I was being, before we got married, I was being abused already, but nobody said anything. And so I still got married because I had to, I was pregnant. So I, and then um, my husband 
moved me out of my parents' house into his parents' house. And the abuse just kept coming. So I wait, would, hold on. Just sorry to interrupt you, but okay. you were being abused before you got married. Were your, was your family aware of the abuse? I'm pretty sure they would have been. There was always blood in the bathroom. <laughs> I would, you know, when you try to clean yourself up. Right. And, um, but nothing was said. Did you say anything? No. Okay. okay. It was a little scary. Um, I was afraid to say anything. I was hoping maybe they would say something to me. Maybe even stop the wedding. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but it didn't happen. Okay, so go go ahead and continue. Well, you know, my 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 dad and my mom had always said, you know, you make your bed, you you got to lie in it. And that was a little hard to swallow. Yeah. So I, I did move out and lived, you know, and it was hard. It was difficult. You know, I was still a teenager at that age, at that time. Right. Didn't know how to cook, but I did learn how to cook the hard way. For every dinner that I messed up, I would get abused for. Mm. So, you know, your learning curve is very short. <laughs> right. So you get or you don't. And if you don't, you know, the consequences, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Um, so, yeah, uh, after that, you know, I mean, it just it just was really hard. You know, a few years later, you know, um, I was raped also. And that was even more traumatizing for me. Between the abuse and the rape and my family, again, when I mentioned, I did say something and my family, only the only thing they said was, what did you do to deserve that? So I took it like, okay, it was my fault. Mm. You know, just like the abuse, I felt at fault. And I thought, okay, well, it is what it is. I have to let this go. To be honest, Nancy, it was very difficult for me to cope. And there was one moment in my in one dark day, I decided I wanted to leave this world. I didn't want to be part of it because right. I was tired of being hurt. And that night, that no, it wasn't an evening. It was a daytime. I was home with my daughter. She was in her room. I was crying. And I got in the tub and I wanted to just slice my wrist. But, you know, I believe God came to me and spoke to me. And all he said was in this still small voice was my daughter's name, Shireen. Oh. And I dropped the razor and I laid there in the tub and I thought about it. And I said, oh, my gosh, my daughter's in the other room. If I die today, she has to be raised by this horrible man that I'm with, you know, my husband, mm. who, and he wasn't a good man either. So I thought, no, I can't do that to her. That, that, that was a cop out for me. I couldn't leave her. She needed me. She right. had me. Buddy. So I, from that day forward, I swore I would do whatever I needed to do to get my daughter away from this kind of situation. Yeah. So what mechanisms did you 
instilling yourself to cope until you're able to get away. I drank a lot. <laughs> I did. Okay. And especially when he was around. But I had this wonderful girlfriend and her husband that was such a true blessing. They said, Patty, whatever you decide you want to do, I'd be more, we'll help you. We'll do the best. He was a security guard and she was a stay at home mom. Yeah. And I thought, okay. So I asked just for a temporary stay at my mom with my mom and my sister's house where they lived. I said, I wouldn't stay long. I just needed to get away from the situation. Yeah. So I did. And that was really hard, but I did it for the sake of my daughter to have a roof over her head. And my girlfriend and her husband helped me move out from from that apartment and the debts that I had uh, that we had incurred back then. You know, I went to each creditor and told them I don't have much money. I, I didn't have I just got my GED and I was looking for a job and they were very grateful that I went to them and told them I can spare $5 if you would just accept it to let me keep my debt current. And they did. Wow. I was really amazed because they said that most people just let the debt go. And I was not one of them. I knew my responsibilities. I just knew I needed to get away from the bad situation I was currently in. Right. Now, so, your experience provided you with a passion for women in similar situations and a desire to help them, which is the essence of your cause, right? Yes. How do you plan to help them specifically? The psychological part. You know, a lot of times, like for instance, you know, I had a girlfriend she was in the same situation, the abuse. And I just sat her, sat down with her and listened, told her, talk to me. You don't feel, you know, she didn't feel, I can't do this. You know, that kind of attitude. Mm -hmm. I can't, do it. I, you know, and I related to that as well. And so I would talk for hours with her and tell her, I may not be in the best situation financially, but I managed to do it and I did get away, you know, mm -hmm. and if she had, and she had a much more loving family, caring family than I had in my, you know, my time, mm -hmm. but she was able to go back to them. And I told her, I says, you know, she was as she's the same age as me and she did get her high school diploma but she relied on the system to get her by. And I said, did you ever try to, to go out there and see what, what you, what you want to do? She said, you know, Patty, I've thought about it for so many years. And I says, really? And she says, I always wanted to be a teacher. I said, you hold on to that because someday you can be, and you will be, but psychologically we need to work on how we see ourselves to yeah. be more confident. You know, I lost my confidence and that's so easy to do. We become obedient. Yeah. In everything. And you, and you start compromising what you would normally do because you don't want to get beat up again. Right. 
So, yeah, so that really, really hit home for her. And I was, I'm very glad to say that I think it was at least four years later, I had run into her at, at the grocery store. And I was so happy to see her and she was really happy. And I said, so how are you? What are you doing? She says, Patty, I'm a teacher and I got goosebumps, Nancy. Oh, that's awesome. God bless you. She said, no, God was with me. And I said, you know, that's true. Yeah. So how many women would you like to be able to help in your first year? Oh, my, I hate to say, I can't even put a number on that, Nancy. Oh, give it a I shot. Thousands of women, yeah. in, if not more, that would be so rewarding for what my about heart. A, what amount of funding is needed to fulfill your cause for the first year? Well, the funding I would, you know, is needed. See, there's this wonderful program here where I live through the YWCA, mm-hmm. and it's for sexual abuse, violence abuse, you know, things like that. Yeah. And I really love the people that work there. I, I, as a Curves owner, they used to come to my, my fitness gym. So I've met a few of them and I told them that, you know, I'm part of this, this cause and I really would love to help them in their endeavors to help other women. So I try to participate in fundraisers with them. Okay. And I, I really want to, you know, I contribute to them on a regular monthly basis because I see a very big, important part of women being helped in this kind of situation. And, and I would love to be able to give them so much more so that many more women can help be helped. And the ones I come across personally, you know, I do refer them to that service, but they're, you know, when I talk to them, you know, it's more like trying to be on their level in a psychological way and relating, of course I can relate to them. You know, that's something given right there. And we cry. I'll be honest, Nancy, we cry. I cry. I'm a crier. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I get very emotional when it comes to helping people. And when I see and feel, you know, besides being a crier, I'm a feeling type of person. I can feel their hurt. I can feel their energy. And it's just so rewarding to be able to talk and help them think, you know, where where they never thought possible. Have you ever thought about going to like high schools and speaking to high school girls I mean high school is where this all started for you and if you could speak to those girls and say here are the warning signs that this is not where you need to be I mean that would be a powerful message based on your experience exactly you know funny Nancy you even mentioned that because I have thought about that I mean that would be the best place to start yeah is at this at the high school level you know, because there, there's so much peer pressure and so many things going on not today, especially today, you know, with the kids in school and stuff, that that would be an ideal place to start. And yes, I did think about that, to really reach out there and make a difference. 
Well, then you would need traveling expenses because you're going to have to leave Hawaii because there's the rest of the country and world that needs to hear your message as well. True. I would encourage you to do that. And, and, you know, my next question is, what do you envision your cause being able to accomplish in three years? And if you're on the road and you're speaking your, your experience and, and giving these girls in high schools a a sense of self-worth. Yes. That therefore they're not attracting the kind of, a boy that would do that to them. Right. I mean, that's powerful. Yes. And you know, I, I get that traveling, it can be expensive, but you know, right now it's kind of a little scary because of this uh, COVID that's happening right now. But through this, through my, if people see my cause and the expenses, you know, and things like that, it's, it's worth it. And I, it's not about them, just not about the money. Right. It's about how many lives I can touch. Yeah, exactly. If I can't travel, we've got technology. That's it. I can do that too. <clears throat> There's something about a live conference though, when you can look in the eyes of these girls. Yes. And connect with them. Um, technology doesn't always provide that. Yeah. But if you can connect true. with them and they can approach you after, you know, your talk with them, you know, mm-hmm. on a more individual basis, it, you could draw them out to ones that are already in those situations and guide them. You know, yes. I mean, it, that's powerful, really powerful. Yes, very powerful. So, Patty, out of all the possible places for funding available today, why did you choose Up to Give to fund your cause? When I came across Up to Give, it was introduced to me by Bethany, and I was blown away that this thing is a global. I mean, there's millions of people all over the world that have have a, a cause yeah. that I thought maybe, just maybe, my cause might be read by someone that can that I can help. And if so, then just that much more, I, you know, it would be, it would make my heart soar. So that's why when Up To Give came, came across my desk, so to say, (laughs) I looked at it and I watched and I listened and I thought, oh my, this is the biggest hopeful thing I've ever, for anyone that I could touch lives all over the world because it's not just here where I live. Right, right. And it's in the mainland. It's in internationally. We're not, no one is immune from something like this. Right. You know, so I could, I thought, oh my, I definitely have to get, get this going. I want to write my cause because it's important yeah. for me to raise the money so that I can continue to help give to this this um service that's per being provided to help other men men too have the same problem you know and just to be able to make a difference and you know i i just oh i get it i'm getting a little excited because it, it really gets gets me deep down inside yeah. knowing that Something like this is, and I just got goosebumps, <laughs> <laughs> knowing that something like this is just everywhere. 
and that I can hopefully make a difference for even just one right now, you know? Right. So what is your favorite part of Up to Give? My favorite part is the giving. I love, I look forward to getting that, that notification saying it's, it's, if you're ready, time. And I'm going, I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) If I didn't, if I didn't have the increments, I'd be giving like maybe every other day. Yeah. And I love reading other people. I'm just going to ask you that. Are you like me? Like you go in and you look at other people's causes and, and read yes. other people's causes? I do too. I love Oh, that. I just love it. I've saved a couple of them because I want to go back and reread them. Yeah. And I have donated to their causes. I've yeah. also done that as well. And it makes me feel good. And and there's mil- there's thousands and thousands of causes out there. I haven't gotten to them all. Right. But. I'll be honest, I have sorted through at least a hundred of them by up to now. Yeah, yeah, me too. Well, Patty, it has been a pleasure having you on the show today. You are so much fun. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to be here with me. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we go? I just want to say thank you, Nancy, so much for allowing me this chance today. And I just want to also let everybody know that there is somebody out there looking out for you. Yeah. And God bless everybody. Yes. Now, would you be willing to come back on the show in a few months and provide an update on how your cause is doing? I'd be happy to. Awesome. Well, folks, if Patty has inspired you today and you'd like to either contribute any amount to her cause, or maybe you'd like to start your very own cause, listen carefully when the music starts so you know exactly what to do. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and were inspired by the content that was presented. Don't forget to click the subscribe button so you'll be notified as soon as new episodes are available. For more information about anything on today's show, head on over to causetalkradio.com. Click on the podcast link where you'll find all the information covered on today's podcast, including links for easy navigation.